Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I'm your host, Otis, and I am joined today by Katie. Hi. Emma. What's up? And Micah. What's he doing here again? Did everybody forget to spray? Spray, go on, get. (laughs) So, sit back and relax and enjoy our review of Misery. Paul Sheldon used to write for a living. Now he's writing to stay alive. (laughs) That's a terrible (laughs) tagline. But, like, also, for a living. Yeah. uh, IMDb's tagline is, this Christmas will be... Misery. Oh, that's better. Damn it. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever it's in. We're in the business of misery. Let's take oh, that's what I said. Stop it. <laughs> Taking my lines before we even get there. Hit Fuck. the music. Okay, happy spookies, everyone. This is episode 220 of this illustrious podcast. God damn. This one right here? Yeah, 220. So this is chapter two <laughs> in Stephen King month. So we... Well, uh, yeah, we... I don't know who picked it, but we went with a novel, a 1987 novel, by one Richard Bachman. But Otis, that's not Stephen King. Actually, yes, it is. Y- yes, it is. <laughs> so back in the day with a lot of publishers and stuff, authors could only make one book a year. And Stephen King likes to write a lot of stuff in a year. 75 books a year. <laughs> so he made a pseudonym. And it's uh, the Bachmans from, what, Turner Bachman Overdrive, one of his favorite Bachman bands. Bachman Turner Overdrive. Okay. <laughs> That's their name. No, but thank you, but thank you. You're welcome, damn. Um, there was another name, uh, Richard Stark was going to be his... Ah, good old dick. And then Gus Pillsbury was another name that he came up with. But Fucking, I wonder what he was doing while he was... Yeah. Wake <laughs> up in the morning, today, today I am Gus. Gus Pillsbury. So he just like looks around. Him. He's like, uh, Bachman. So Richard Bachman actually made a couple of pretty solid books, and a lot of people were like, man, Richard Bachman, you, you write a lot like Stephen King. You sound just like that Stephen King guy. <laughs> you should be proud of that. Oh, He's like, look at me take off my mask. <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it too. Meddling kids. Exactly. So he did Rage in 77, The Long Walk, which is a really good story about. It's about kids, and there's a competition. You have to just keep jogging across America, and if you stop, you get shot. And so it's like Hunger Games before Hunger Games. But Latina Dan, you ain't got no legs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Shuffle, so buddy. <laughs> whoever's last, they get a wish or something. They get whatever they want, money. And so this poor kid is doing it for his family, and he's like, oh my god, I'm so thirsty. <laughs> it's like watching his friends get shot around him, so it's a really good story. Now the monkeys, they cannot get me. <laughs> <laughs> Dances. Uh, Road Work in 1981. I haven't read that one. And then The Running Man in 1982. You remember that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was playing on that like that game show where people just get murdered? Yeah, that was, that was a Stephen King story. So more Squid Games. Yes. So Sick. <laughs> uh, you think any ideas original? Come on. I know. 
Yeah. Also, you said this book was written in 87 and this movie came out in 90. That's not yeah. a big window of time from book to That's movie. That's a crazy like, no. turnaround. Especially back then. Like, there was so yeah. much content still. Of course, yes. now we've burned through everything. Yeah. Now we have to remake what we've already done. Absolutely. <laughs> Just make it better. So, hopefully. in 85, people discovered the truth about Stephen King or Richard Bachman because he actually was going to make Misery... A Bachman book. He was going to keep it up until someone caught on. He's like, I'm making so much more money. But then he's like, ah, yeah, that's me. It's the Stephen King book now. So, <laughs> But no, uh, the story of Misery. So there is a cool metaphor to what Misery is about. And so it's the relationship between Paul Sheldon, the novelist, and then his number one fan, Annie Wilkes. And so it's it, it's a fun story about Torture, and drugs, and knives, and a pig. <laughs> and so the the title has two meanings. So the name of the central heroine in Paul's books. And it, he describes such a state of emotion during the writing of it. Because Annie Wilkes is a stand-in for his cocaine addiction. Mm-hmm. So this is... This, yep. is, this is the big chunk of time. Symbolism. Yes. And so, the fact, the book before Misery was The Eyes of the Dragon, which was his first jump into fantasy, and it's a damn good story. This character's from a Dark Tower in it, so no one oh, liked it. The magic dragon. <laughs> yeah, but no one enjoyed the story because they're like, it's not scary, it's a fantasy, we don't like it, Stephen. He's like, can I do anything different? He's like, no, do, do that thing we like and keep it up. Or, or we'll hate you. And he's like, but I love horror, but I want to do something different. Just like Paul, he wanted to change from romance to anything else. And then it kind of hit him. He's like, what if, what if he met like some crazy person that just discovered that he was going to change what he was writing and he couldn't escape? And he's like, Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> the number one fan is like, wait, wait, you're changing? No one knows you're here. I'm going to kill you. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> So it's it's a damn good idea, and uh, a lot of people enjoyed the the book because you know his last book was fantasy, and he goes back into psychological horror thriller stuff, and they're like, "Good job, Stephen." Yeah, less paranormal, more psychological. Yeah, yeah. and so this film, uh, they wanted to adapt it to a film easily because the book did great, and he got Rob Reiner to direct it, and so Stephen King had a caveat, and he. Right. My precious gold. <laughs> he he said that only Rob Reiner could either direct or write do the screenplay. No one else could do it. Because Rob Reiner did Stand By Me, which is another Stephen King story. It's a fucking good movie. Yeah, hey, it's not a scary one. It's just kids wanting to see a dead body. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of scary. But it's kids mm-hmm. learning Dramatic about for an life. 11-year-old. Yeah, it's kids learning about life and stuff. And so Rob Reiner was a little nervous because he hasn't really done anything... <laughs> spooky like that but he did a really good job he actually based this movie off of Hitchcock stories and a lot of people on set James Kahn was like what is this are you trying to act like you know Hitchcock right now he's like maybe he's like mm. R.I.P. James Kahn <laughs> yes James yep. Kahn passed away so uh, uh, one cool thing that I saw in 2015 they made a theater version of Misery oh with Lori Metcalf so the mom from, no, the... It's Sheldon's mom from The Big Bang Theory. Yes. Oh. But then the younger version is her daughter in 
young, young Sheldon. Sheldon. Yes, mm-hmm. and then also the sister from Roseanne. Yes, and then Bruce Willis played Paul Sheldon. <laughs> I love that. Yes, and it did amazing. I so bet really it did. don't hate that. My no. brain is like that worked so well. Yep, it was pretty cool. People were like, this is fucking awesome. I mean, James Conn was great, but Bruce Willis would have fucking wrecked me in half those yeah. scenes. I would have been like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> So this film, it had tons of high positive reviews and it was a box office success, spoilers. And Kathy Bates actually won an Academy Award for Best Actress for, yeah, right, she did. for Misery. And uh, I love in her speech at the beginning, As she should have. She says, uh, apologies to James Caan and his ankles. And everyone laughed <laughs> on stage. <laughs> so, um, one cool thing that I read, James Caan, uh, the way he does acting in scenes... He doesn't like having a ton of preparation. He'd rather just be on the set and then see where everything goes from there. Kathy Bates is the complete opposite. She loves everything set in, in a perfect schedule, and so they butted heads a lot. And every time they had an action scene, or there's a couple spots where they fight, Kathy Bates hated doing the fight, the you know violence scenes, and she cried every time oh. they did a scene like that. And James Conn's like, you're doing great. Jesus, now you just got an American Horror Story. My goodness. Yeah. Oh, she has come she a grew long way. <laughs> she grew into it. She's like, yeah. I dialed back into Annie Wilkes for that one. Her next, her next film after this was like Fried Green Tomatoes, where she just goes fucking ballistic after being a like housewife to a shitty husband for years, yeah. and just like. She almost like runs over some teens and she fucks up their car and she's like, nah, fuck y'all. Yeah. Yep. So another cool thing that I saw, the screenplay was actually written by one William Goldman. Does that name sound familiar mm-hmm. to anybody here? Mm-mm. He did The Princess Bride. Hmm. He did the screenplay and the novel. No shit. Yes. <laughs> Wait, so, was it a movie first and then they did the novel? Uh, I believe it was the novel? novel first. Princess Bride was a novel first. Yeah. And then he made that movie version, which I think... I, I like the movie version a little bit more, but so does everybody else. My mother did too. My fun story: my mother had never seen The Princess Bride. Really? And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And I told her, "I was like, okay, read the book." And then she ended up wanting to watch the movie like three days after I found out I was pregnant, and I was like, "Fuck, I can't tell her. I can't <laughs> tell her yet." So she's like, "Come over and watch this movie," and I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> let's not talk though." Right. <laughs> Uh, one more cool thing that I saw, the original person that they wanted for Annie Wilkes was actually... Julia Roberts. Yes. But Stephen King said no because Annie Wilkes, the way he wrote her, she is a... He didn't say fat, but she's a burly woman that could mm-hmm. easily lift a man. And Julia yeah. Roberts... A woman who nobody. looks like she works on a farm. Yes. By herself. Because she works on a farm. Such a badass. She's such a Yes, and then <laughs> and then Bette Midler was another name that they wanted, and then she said no, and then she's like, "Damn, I regret saying no to that." <laughs> yeah, I think she would have done amazing in this. Oh, so. like a year, couple years before, she had just done Beaches, so like. But hey, she, she still had, her had a great career, and we brought Kathy Bates up to yes. To the well, end, honestly, so. can you imagine a Bette Midler and Jack Nicholson version of this story? Actually, he was another name yep. that came up. Yep. He was. Ooh, I don't know. Jack Nicholson is weird to me. Well, this. it would have been like half one flew over the cuckoo's nest, half The Shining. The Shining. Yeah. And that if if they had if he had placed it 
prior to The Shining and mm-hmm. just named the character the same. Like because yeah, he was okay, a writer so he in is, that too. Yeah, yeah, so he's a writer, and then he goes crazy, or Nothing this futs, th- yeah. this thing happens, like the crazy form thing happens, and he escapes. Then he goes with his family up to the mountains and goes <laughs> yeah. fucking nuts and kills his, tries and kills his family. Yeah, he's like I mean, walking off the That's what like, should have done. Crazy. Same, same huh. author, like, shit's wild. So, right. one more fun fact, because this is one of those novels that Stephen King wants to obviously connect to everything else. Paul Sheldon, when he was a child, he lived in a town in Maine called Derry. You know what happened in Derry? Yep. Kids fought a fear clown. Yeah. And so he was actually friends with Eddie, the hypochondriac, in the gr- the Losers Club. And he left a little after the first time they fought Pennywise in the sewer. So Paul could have been in that group and could attacked. Could have also been murdered yeah, by. <laughs> attacked by said fear clown. Demon clown. So. And then he moved to Boston after that. So uh, I believe in the novel there's a nod and they say, like, yeah, he had a buddy named Eddie. We lived back in Derry. Heavy like, the uh, burnout. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Star Tower. <laughs> oh, that Eddie. There's so many good Eddies in Stephen King's That is a world. good Eddie. Yeah. And then um, I want to say uh, Dick Holleran from The Shining, so the cool black guy that gets an axe to the back, he was actually, he connects to this story. I forgot how, but he actually was in the military with Mike's dad from It. So... Stephen King, after a while, he's like, I'm connecting all my goddamn books in any stupid-ass way I can. So. Does he connect the ones he doesn't remember? <laughs> he go, he went back and read it at some point. He's like, Yeah, I know, but he one. doesn't remember writing it. So yeah, but like, he can read it and be like, Isn't okay. that what Castle Rock is? Steel Trap. Yes, that show I is all about yet. his connections. And there's actually an episode, I want to say season two, where a young Annie Wilkes is around. Oh, doing crazy stuff. No. So. Wait, is Castle Rock a show? That's yes. Yes. Stephen King thing. Oh yes. No. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, it's all Stephen King Whoa. stories. I don't want to see Young Annie Wilkes. I know. <laughs> God, wait, her fact story is awful. And it was what's that's her what's name? That's what's her fuck. She was this? in Criminal Minds. Mm? Want to say it's Criminal Minds? Uh, Lizzie Kaplan. <clears throat> She was oh. in Freaks and Geeks, Mean Girls. Oh, that she one. was. She's she the was, best friend in Mean Girls. She yes. doesn't even go with Janice. Him. Yep. Yes. So she She's, played a young yeah. Annie Wilkes. Janice. And, and Bill Skarsgård is uh, still. He's the kid. Yeah, they got yeah. a lot of famous people to be in that show. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty dang solid. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to connect the novel, the novel and the movie. They're actually pretty close to each other. There's a couple of things that I told Katie at the end. The ending. I wish that they added a couple more lines. <laughs> Cause it or scenes because it would have been a lot cooler at the end. So I'll keep us connected. But Emma, what did you think about Misery? I liked it actually, stunningly. Uh, not that I was surprised. Honestly, I think the thing that surprises me the most is I thought Stephen King movies were going to be a hard, swift pass for <laughs> me, and then y'all had me watch it. What was that like two years ago? And I was like, yeah. This is the best. We watched the old it or the new it? The new one. Well, the new one. Okay. Yeah. I need to watch the old ones, but oh, you I've watch, seen you, scenes. You watch the old one? Watch the old one no. Mm-hmm. You guys probably watched it at some point. We did not officially watch it. But, no, I loved this movie. It was very creepy. Mm-hmm. Very, God bless, she deserved every award that she got for this. Yep. Because, goddamn, she was just... 
unnervingly like hair on the back of your neck creepy and I was like nope yeah so I loved it Katie uh same it was really good I my biggest gripe with the entire the entirety of the story is the very beginning when that motherfucker is driving down the Sierra Nevada like windy ass roads in the Sierra Nevada in a fucking Mustang. Yeah. Get the fuck (laughs) out of here. In a blizzard. Yeah. Like get the fuck out of here. Like (laughs) I had a Mustang. You cannot drive in the snow in a Mustang unless you have fucking chains on your tires. Yeah. There was no chains to be seen on this man's tires. He was just fucking, we're just going to drive down the street in this Mustang. And like, of course you fucking crashed, bro. Of course. I was so mad. <laughs> yeah. And as it kept snowing, it just, like, the snow just kept getting worse and worse. And I'm like, dude, turn around. Like, you, what the hell are you doing? Just, brave man. Just dumb, dumb moves. But yeah. the, the rest of the story, the acting was phenomenal from all parties. Like, it was, it's just a great movie. Mm-hmm. Micah. I, I liked it. Um, I definitely had a, hey, that's a Bugs Bunny moment because. <laughs> I, I hadn't actually seen this movie, um, but I had seen it redone as an episode of Family Guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the first thing that pops in my head. I think about that episode with, with Stewie. Stewie and Brian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where Brian's the writer. Yeah. Um, that was a great <laughs> a great episode. It's a very good version. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. This this was good. I It was a lot more contained of a Stephen King Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's like how I like Nick Kroll in The League. Sometimes the most because he's so contained in yeah. that role. So when he does pop off with something funny or does go a little wild, it's it's um, uh, in moderation. Yeah. You know, every, everything in moderation. It's not too much. So the containment of, like, all the wild, crazy ideas. Like, I, I think we can get some of those, but having movies like this in between are a great thing and so like and especially james can and and kathy bates together for the whole movie and just throwing a grumpy old guy and his grumpy old wife like you know who love each other dearly but are grumpy you know that's a great thing (laughs) that old woman was horny as hell I looked looked at Micah and I was like, when you were in this car, you were not my wife. You were my deputy. (laughs) I may be the deputy, but I want to find myself in the blankets with the the sheriff. (laughs) (laughs) She was shooting her fucking shot with her husband, too. There was a minute there where he he says, (laughs) she like mouths off to him at one point. And he goes, there goes that spice again. And I was like, Otis, if that is not you when we are older, I don't want it. <laughs> my favorite was my my favorite was um oh it was oh she said something about him like cheating on her or something he's yeah. like you know what I'm actually kind of happy that you feel like I have the energy to pull something like you that feel off. like I have the time <laughs> for that yeah, yeah he's, he's cheating on me <laughs> like what are you talking about crazy lady so um no this movie's great and Micah hit it right on the head. Stephen King has the the power to make a story like The Stand. And that's just a worldwide situation. And there's different points that he goes to and talks about it. Or he can make a story about a crazy lady in her house keeping someone captive. He 
it doesn't matter where he is or where the story goes. I've read 30-page stories that were absolutely amazing. Misery is one of my absolute favorites, and it's in Stephen King's top ten. He says Annie Wilkes is one of his favorite characters of all time, and he's like, she's amazing. And the fact that Kathy Bates did so amazing, he made more roles in his novels thinking of her, and then they turn into movies, and he's like, Cat, that's Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they would give her a shot. So uh, I believe she was in three things for Stephen King when they made movies. Uh, Dolores Claiborne for sure. And I want to say she was supposed to be in The Stand or he made a character. It was a dude, but then he changed it. Um, I think it had like a name that could work either way. But like Kathy Bates, I think she's in the TV version of The Stand. I haven't seen that in decades. But th- this movie's great. Um, oh, like the original one? Yeah, I believe oh, she's shit. in that. And I, I love a good psychological thriller, and I love a character. They look so nice, but then you see, like, these tiny little clues that it, they're hanging on by, like, a fucking thread. And it, it doesn't have to be anything you say. Just something goes wrong, and they're like, I'm going to kill us both tonight. Be like, what, what, what was that last line? <laughs> like, and they leave the room like, did she say she was going to shoot us? And, like... I, I love characters like that, and Stephen King, he is absolutely amazing. In that book, Everything's Eventual, there's a short story, this couple, they go to a restaurant, and the maitre d' comes up, and he has, like, a couple of drops on his shirt, and he's like, oh, it must be, like, spaghetti sauce or something, and then the guy, he's like, no, I don't think that was blood, and he's like, no, that was spaghetti sauce, and then the guy comes back, and he just says some random phrase to him, not even looking at him, but he just says something, and he walks off, and he's like... Oh, what the fuck did that mean? And then he comes back with a knife and tries to like stab them up. And he's like, what the fuck is happening? So they have to fight off this crazy guy. Uh, Stephen King, he does crazy people real good. And yeah. he, has, he has a crazy mind. So I can easily see that it's not the hardest thing to do. A psycholo- psychologist, psychologicist, yeah, actually profiled, profiled Annie Wilkes and said, this chick's got everything wrong with her and this long line of how she acts and it's like it's the perfect storm of everything and it's like they said like there's probably no one in the world like that but if someone was like that they'd probably be just a crazy killer kind of like how Annie was just just killing babies like you're dead just crazy so uh, we'll get through this story it's it's a good one it 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 was what 107 minutes long it, it went by quick because mm-hmm. it, you're just waiting on the next moment when they get back together in the room and talk. And I'm like, okay, is this going to get worse and worse and worse? So we'll get through this bad boy pretty quick. So Paul Sheldon, he's a famous novelist, and he's one of those Victorian romance novels kind of guy. And he's made eight books, nine books about Misery Chastain. And it's bestsellers, but he wants to make more serious stories and so I'm sorry I you know I was having this conversation with Emma and I came up I was like yeah it's like these actors coming out and going like oh I can't be defined by that role for the rest of my life and it's like well fucking make your money with that take that money that you just made and go do your own passion project like damn absolutely. If, if Hollywood's not gonna <laughs> shoot your shot for you go fucking do it yourself you got the money like yes. my goodness we and feel then- that way but the, a lot of people are like, oh, well, he can never play anything except Harry Potter. Like, I can't watch yeah. him in this film because all I see is Harry Potter. That's or I can't, or I can't watch her in this film because all I see is Katniss. Yeah. Like, 
Or Roll Chris the fuck e- up. Chris Evans going yeah, like, same. oh, I don't want to be Captain America forever. It's like, okay, well, then fine, yeah. I guess. It's a but, question of everybody just... else watching him or viewing yeah. them as being able to view them as other characters. He's done a couple other things, like Knives Out. He's great in oh, Knives Out. Yeah. I love that. But then, and then you get like, like people like... Um, um, and Tom Holland, who's out there just like not saying anything about it, just doing whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing he said is like, man, it'd be kind of weird to be old Spider-Man. And it's like, well, you just shot with two old Spider-Man and they did awesome. So yeah. it's not that weird. But I get what you're saying. That you yeah. don't want to do it forever, but you're not saying it. And you're just literally going out and doing everything. He's trying you to know? crack out as many as he can. Um, I was felt that same way about Robert Pattinson. Yeah. And when it came down to it, it was like the only thing I've ever seen him in is... Twilight. Mm-hmm. But then uh, wa- watching Andrew him in the Batman, Dairy. it's like I actually don't know what his voice sounds like. I have no <laughs> idea what it is. I, I don't know what he's Sounds supposed normal. to sound like. Yeah. And I don't know what he acts like because he was a wee little baby when he did that. Yeah. And now he's, you know, grown ass Batman. And he was fucking <laughs> phenomenal at it. Oh, it yeah, was amazing. Was so great good. fucking movie. But yeah, it's. I don't know I, what acts Batman I get that. is, but he nailed but it. But he, I mean. At least from my standpoint, I didn't hear a lot about him saying, oh, I don't want to always be a vampire. He just went out and fucking did yeah, everything. Yeah, he kind of like, stayed quiet and just <laughs> did it. Uh, I will say in a lot of interviews, he was holding back the, the venom in his voice. And they were like, do you do another <laughs> vampire movie after this? He's like, no, I'm going to do something else. Because, yeah. so, you know, he was trying his best to not be that vampire But if I had heard that, I wouldn't know. Because I don't know what he's supposed to sound like in yeah. real life. <laughs> He's like, call me Dracula one more time. Let's see what happens. <laughs> okay, so he actually comes up with a manuscript for a new novel, and then he he's like, oh man, people are gonna love this story after I kill Misery off, and so you know, and his like publisher is like, you sure, man? Like you, this series Misery is like, got you two houses and put your kids through college and stuff. He's like, are you sure about this? He's like, yeah, man. I don't want to do romance novels my whole life, so. Yeah, that's reasonable. So, he goes to Silver Creek, Colorado. Hey, I think there's a hotel close by. The Overlook. So, he's not (laughs) far from the Overlook Hotel. So, he travels from Silver Creek in a little cabin to New York City. An absurd drive. And like Katie said, it's, you know, the type of fucking blizzard that you'd see the fucking bumble come out with his googly eyes and... (laughs) Cornelius, you know, fighting them. Cornelius Yukon. Yeah, out there fighting them and stuff. But Paul's a, you know, he, he's a big dick boy, and he's going to yeah. drive through this snow. Oh, oh, I'm a big dick boy. Big, bitty, big. Big dick boy. Big, 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 I That's love, the conversation I love he had with himself as he drove off as the road. As he's skinned, he's like, smoke weed, eat weed. And obviously, party <laughs> He goes off the fucking embankment and eats it. His car is fucked up and he's unconscious. Good thing his number one fan, Annie Wilkes, finds him and drags his ass out of the car and takes him home. Uh, that's so nice of her. <laughs> so he he regains consciousness and he's like, "Oh shit! What? what where am I? Why am I not in the hospital?" She's like, "Well." The roads are terrible and my phone's out, so I'm a nurse, so I helped you out and I reset your legs. And she shows him his legs and oh God. they looked like Play-Doh. <laughs> it was oh, it was bad. so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> the practical effects on that one were yes. just money. Oh, man. Oh, it was so gross. So Annie tells him, don't worry about it. 
I'm, I'm going to take care of you because I'm your number one fan. And I'm a nurse. Yeah. And I, I love, she says I love you. And at first she says I love your mind. But then that changes after a while. But she's like. What a premeditated comment. Right. <laughs> I love your, <laughs> I love you. Your mind. <laughs> Just looking at your face. Did, did, did that make you mad? <laughs> <laughs> so she says like, hey, when the phone lines are back up and the roads are good. I'm going to take you to the hospital. And then after a few days, she says, well, I talked to the hospital. I went into town. Or No, no, she says, I think she talks to the She the said hosp- she called the orthopedic surgeon. Yes. And they were like, hey, when things get better, they're going to bring an ambulance here to pick you up. And then she's like, well, I got your numbers and I called your, your daughter. No, I called your publisher mm-hmm. and told him that you're here and you're all going to be taken care of. So it's going to be absolutely great. Unfortunately... The newest, Ms. actually, she reads the manuscript for the new book that he's writing because it said untitled, so she didn't know what it was about. And Paul's like, well, you saved my life, so yeah, you can read it. It's kind of out of the orthodox, but yeah, go ahead. And she gets mad because of all the cussing and all the <laughs> things. It's different from what she reads. And what did she say? Cock-a-doody? That's her cock-a-doody. Favorite, yeah. That's her favorite curse word. <laughs> and all the cock-a-doody. Like, people don't just walk around cursing <laughs> like that. I'm like, yeah, kind of, actually. But... She gets super, super duper mad, and I just love James Khan's face. The first time she yells at him, like for real, yells at him and gets mad, like she's gonna fight him. She picks up something and swings it at the wall, and James Khan's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> He's like, "I want to go home." <laughs> He's like, "My legs are a play-doh right now. I want to leave." <laughs> and then Paul, I'm gonna call him James. Paul's latest misery novel comes out. And Annie just destroys it. She reads through it real fast. And then she gets to the end of the book where Misery dies and loses her mind. And she's like, how could you do that? How could you kill her off? And he's like... I didn't kill her. Yeah. She just kind of died. Just a story. She just slipped away. Yeah, it's just a story, bro. Calm down. And then she drops the shoe and says, hey, Paul, no one knows where you are. I didn't call anybody. I'm the only one that knows you're here. And you're not going anywhere. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> he kind of had this feeling in the back of his mind. Like, I think this bitch is crazy. And he's like, oh, she's super crazy. And I'm trapped. <laughs> so Annie has Paul burn that manuscript with the cock words in it. <laughs> because he's like, well, you know, let's get rid of this. You want to get rid of it, right? Or You want a clean slate for Jesus. Or you can die. Do you want to die or just burn that book? He's just like, I'll burn it. I'll, give it shit. I'll write it again. Fuck it. And then she has Paul write a new book called Misery's Return. And she's like, no, you're going to fix this. Misery's not dead. He's like, I, I, I kind of killed her. He's like, you're going to fix it. And he's like, eh, okay. <laughs> I mean, she was, she kind of got buried, but I guess I He could... <laughs> fucking said, oh, rare beasting. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, at this point in the movie, uh, Annie, she leaves and is collecting paper and stuff for him. Anytime she leaves, he uses a paper, not a paper clip, but a hair, what is it? A bobby pin. Bobby pin, just like his fucking fallout. And is breaking out of his room because he has a wheelchair. His legs are good enough that he can hop into a wheelchair. And he's scooting around the room. And um, he starts stockpiling his painkillers because he has a plan. that He's going to poison this bitch one night. And while he is out of his room, he drops, he bumps into this table. And his tiny little penguin falls off. 
and he puts it back up. He catches it in the theater. Yeah, <laughs> in the theater. The second he put the penguin back up, and it wasn't the right way. The whole theaters were like, fuck. <laughs> they're like, bro, you know you saw it the other way. So they knew that was going to be a plot point later. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. <laughs> and he grabs a ton of painkillers. And one night after having dinner, they actually, uh, he has Annie go grab some candles. Because he's like, I love your whole setup here. It's beautiful. You're cool, I guess. Uh, hey, grab some more <laughs> candles and leave me for 30 seconds. And he grabs all the pills that he like opened up. And pours all that shit into her drink. So I do. I do like the the time that they took to go. Like he smelled it to see if there was any. Scent. Yeah. He tasted it to see if there was any oh, taste. Oh man, he was he was fucking for real but about this. You know that she was assuming the worst, so she fucking oh gosh, her what a badass! Like yeah. what a great fucking villain! Like yes. damn, she's so jumpy. And just ex- assuming I, the worst of everything. That, I hope that that was intentional. Like her I, just knocking that over for the sake of going, oh, I better turn the glass over and let it drain all the way the fuck out. Yeah. I know in the novel, like Paul thinks in his head, he's like, no, that, that bitch had a bad idea that oh, okay. something was so wrong was with that drink. Good, you know, he's good, like, yeah. no, she fucking knew. He knows that she's crazy. And the crazy people are the smartest people sometimes. They're like... Like a fox. Yeah, and they're like, wait, wait, something's wrong in this room. Why is that can right there? I pull out a gun. Like, crazy people... And I pull out my gun. Yeah. I can do Yeah, crazy people see everything. So, the drink, the, po- the painkiller drink gets knocked over in Paul's face. He's like, oh, man. <laughs> He's trying his best <laughs> to kill this bitch. So, while this is happening, we were talking about the sheriff and his wife deputy... So the sheriff has a feeling that Paul, I mean, the car is somewhere, but there's a ton of snow. So he's looking for Paul, and he does his some really good detective work and stuff. And just like Dick Holleran in The Shining, he does a lot of work, and then it does not go good for him later. But we'll, we'll talk about the sheriff a little bit later. Uh, Buster is his name. But uh, later on, Paul, as Annie leaves for another time, he finds a scrapbook full of clippings about Annie's past. And Annie, she was tried for the deaths of tons of infants at a hospital she worked at. But before that, there would be a news clipping about, oh, Emma is in the running for this job. And it's like, oh, unfortunate accident. Emma died. Katie is now in charge. And it's like, hmm. And then the next page, Micah's in line for this thing. Accident. Katie's the new person in charge. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like she keeps killing everybody that's in her way. Maternity murders. Fucking politician. I mean, a- a- characters in a movie. Right. No, oh, Kathy Bates. Jeez. No, Kathy Bates, quit it. <laughs> so, at this point, every time he turns the page, it's more and more of just like, oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> this yeah. bitch is super duper crazy. And he actually grabs a knife, and he's like, I'm going to stab this bitch real good. And Katie laughed, but he has the knife hidden on him, and he's working on his, like, When he was, like, quick yeah, he's like, he's casting his quick thing. Oh, my God. I like how much Dude. they tried to portray the thought process that was probably written into the book. Yeah. Like, them going, like, no, taking the time to do that. Like, uh. Okay, coming from somebody who that is my biggest complaint in book-to-movie adaptations... That's so important, and I yeah. loved every second of it. You know, now that I think about it, it makes sense because it feels like even the director was trying to portray just how clever both sides were. Yes. So it was like an even match. It was a yes. battle of wills. Honestly. Except for one, except for you know, one guy is 
permanently disabled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't come back from that. Except that he walked but, with a cane. But that's fine. Oh, okay. Well, well, we'll talk about that in the book, <laughs> how he walks. <laughs> so, unfortunately for him, Amy finds out that he's been sneaking out of the room. See, she sees Mr. Penguin, and Mr. Penguin always points due south. Because like, that's what makes fucking sense. He's like, oh no, hey Annie, why am I tied moss, down? Moss always grows on the north side of trees. Right. <laughs> and he's like, Annie, why'd you tie me down? And she's like, oh, I got your little sneak knife. And like, oh no, but hey, I'm sorry, Annie, please don't, whatever you're about to do, don't do it. So, this is the difference between the book and the movie. So, in the book, she hobbles him. It has different meanings, and I'll tell you that the meaning. So, in the mo- movie, she puts a block between his legs oh God, oh, gruesome. and destroys his ankles with a sledgehammer so he's not getting anywhere fast ever again. No. In the book, she explains a lot more about it and she actually does nods toward coal miner or miners and how they hobble them. And I think she brings up something about slaves. They would do this to slaves that tried mm-hmm. to leave plantations. She cuts off a foot. I don't think she cuts off both. Ooh, I can't remember. She in the cuts book? Off the yeah, in the book. It's got to be just one. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. She cuts off his foot with an axe and then cauterizes it with a blowtorch. Oh Hard So he does not have a foot in the in a book. And then later, he's being a little more of an asshole. She cuts his thumb off nope. with an electric knife. In the book? Oh, no. Yeah, in the book. And then she puts the thumb on a birthday cake because his birthday comes by. And she's like, if you don't eat that cake, I'm going to make you eat that thumb. And he's like, mm, this cake is great. <laughs> so she is way worse in the book. She is absolutely. As with most. Yeah, Stephen King. Oh, yeah, man. She is absolutely. She's insane in this. But there are things they are like, we ain't putting the thumb thing in there. So he mm-hmm. was way worse for wear in the book. But I am super duper glad. So after this, his ankles are blowed out. And so... After a couple of clues and actually a quote that Annie used in her trial, she did a quote from a misery book, and he realizes that she is a gigantic fan, and that the fact that Paul's car crashed and someone got him out, he deduces that he might be in this house. She might have found him, and she's the biggest fan. She might be hiding his ass in here. So Sheriff Buster goes in, and he checks all the rooms, and Annie, like any crazy smart person would do, comes up with an, a plan and she's like well I saw the news that Paul is gone he might be dead I hope he's not so I decided that I'm gonna write a story about misery and I'm gonna try my best to sound like him and I made this sweet little room and I can work on my stories over here and she just works out the fact that she works out the fact that oh why is there a typewriter in here it's like well I'm working on this new story and he's like uh uh-huh, okay and she makes him cocoa, and I assume that cocoa was poisoned. Absolutely. And she was going to knock him out, and he was going to be a new friend in that house. But good for him for not drinking that cocoa. She was pushing real hard for him to drink the fucking cocoa. So Sheriff Buster leaves. He's like, well, I'll be back later. He's like, I'm, he's here. I just don't know where. And then... I like the, the back and forth where he like... Oh, yeah. Back he, and takes a step, and she like pops back and goes, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, like, he, oh, he's yeah. trying to dip out without her knowing. She's like, then he fucking goes up the stairs and every step's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no way she fucking heard that, right? Oh man. So and the door. 
So Paul wakes up after getting morphine for like the fourth time in this movie, and he makes sounds and he yells. And Sheriff Buster runs back into the house and finds the secret like hidden yeah. basement door. That was fucking sweet. And he looks at Paul and he's like, "Oh, holy shit, Mr. Sheldon!" And then his whole middle middle part just goes away because Annie hits him with a double barreled shotgun. Because alien. I mean, yeah. Annie with a shotgun. <laughs> Annie destroys this man, and Paul's like, "Ah, damn. <laughs> so, she decides that she is going to kill Paul and then kill herself, and that's the way it's going to end. And then Paul, being smart, and he actually brings up a metaphor during this whole story that the story of Scheherazade. Mm-hmm. And so the, the sultan's like, tell me a story or you're going to die. And, he, and she's like, well, I'm going to tell you a story. But I gotta live another night, and I'll tell you the rest of it. And he's like, "God damn it, okay." And she keeps doing that for years. And he's like, "God damn it, <laughs> it's a good story." So Paul says, "Hey, I'm almost done with the story, and you can read the end of it, and then we can die together because you're cool and stuff. I love you, I guess maybe." So let me finish, and then we can die together. And she's like, uh, "That sounds great." <laughs> and he tells Annie that he's done with the book, and that he has this cool little ritual that he smokes one cigarette. And drinks wine, or uh, how? Oh, uh, Dom. How does she how say does she it? No, it's you... part of my sentence. Okay. Well, but it's it's Don Perignon. Don yeah. Perignon. Don Perignon. Yes. On a Venezuela. <laughs> yeah, the fanciest, <laughs> the fanciest of champagnes, the the king of champagnes, you could say. So, <laughs> champagne of beers. I mean, wait, no, right. champagne, champagne. <laughs> so. As she leaves to get another glass, he's like, well, where's your glass? And she's like, I'm a dummy. I'll be back. <laughs> the second she leaves, he grabs the manuscript, lighter fluid all over it, grabs the last couple of pages, and she comes back in the room and he's like, yeah, bitch, you're never going to read this shit. Lights it on fire and dumps it on the manuscript, and she instantly runs toward that and tries to put out the fire so she can read the end. He picks up the typewriter and he's like, Bon voyage, bitch, and hits her in the head. And then Kathy Bates, like a true badass villain, turns around and goes, Is that all you got? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she took a like a typewriter really good. And so the fight starts. And Paul, you know, he's got his strength back, but his legs are still like linguini at this point. <laughs> and so, his ankles are busted as fuck. He does a pretty good job. Uh, Annie kicks him in the, in the balls and he's like, Oh, God. And so. She actually so shoots she him. She palms him. He palms her in the face. Yeah, he poked he her eyes. He busted and shit. her nose up. He was going for it because yeah. he understood. He's fighting for his life out here. If she gets the upper hand, I will die. He's like so R. Kelly like, in prison. Yeah, He's fighting for his goddamn life. Fighting my fucking life for me. <laughs> <laughs> so he he trips her up. He uses his like dead legs and low bridges this bitch and she falls and get the, up with the legs sweep right? the legs sweep the legs all I can see is I can beat any real no sweep the leg from Family Guy just oh yeah <laughs> so Annie falls in the corner of her head hits the typewriter and the fake Annie that they used looked horrible but oh, yeah. it's an old ass movie so I'll, I'll let him have that one yep Paul crawls out the room he's like wow that was a Horrible fight. I hope she doesn't wake up. God, she's back up. <laughs> and is ready to kill him. And he picks up this doorstop. Doorstop. A little pig, pig doorstop. Yeah. Pig doorstop and just smashes her head into it. And she dies. And in, the, in, in that scene, though, she like looks at him like, fucking, okay, well, that was my weakness. Right? Oh, my brains. <laughs> so, no. 
the difference at this point. This point in the book, Paul crawls to one of the doors, and then he passes out from pain and working really hard with no legs. And then the cops find him because Sheriff Buster was there and he did not come back. So the FBI and stuff find him, and then they tell Paul that they searched the house and they did did not find any. And but they saw a trail of blood leading to the barn, and they found Annie's body with a chainsaw in her hands. So the FBI guy is like, "Oh shit, she woke up and went to the barn to get that chainsaw to chop you up. So you were very lucky that she finally died from her injuries." Was she half eaten from that pig? Because she should have been. <laughs> yeah. cool. They kept like oh misery showing the pig some business. Misery should have done some fucking business. Yeah. Nom, nom, nom. They kept showing the pig, like, this is my pig misery. This is, she's such a sweet girl. I'm like, you, I hope Until you get eaten by it at the end. It, I hope that pig eats you. So, yeah. I wish they added that spot in it, or just showed the FBI agents going to the barn and just Kathy yeah. Bates, just bloody body holding a chainsaw. I think that would have been a cooler thing to add to it. Yeah. It's a shame they didn't, because I remember reading that, and I was like, fuck, he's so lucky. Because <laughs> he was just like, nap time, and she'd been like, yeah, yeah you're dead. And would have chopped him up and then probably shot herself or something. So so 18 months later, Paul is walking with a cane. Uh, I want to say in the book he's in a wheelchair. And everything's going all right. Um, he gets back to writing. I think in the book it, he, it's a little bit harder for him to write. Because he's mentally fucked up. Traumatized. Yes. But um, the Paul in the movie, he seems to be uh, pretty... Oh, he's still traumatized. Yes, but he seems to be holding on pretty good. Though he sees Annie... All the time, just people walking up to him. He's like, and he like did not it, take his eyes off you know that what? lady. That scene reminded me of fourteen oh eight. Yes, that we watched when he's in the restaurant reviewing the book, and yes. he sees all the people walk. Or yeah. no, 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 yeah. he's with his wife, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. seeing all the people walk by, going like, "Oh fuck, I'm not out yet." <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So uh, gave recurring themes. <laughs> so in the book, it's funny. He actually didn't burn the manuscript of Misery's Return. He just had a stack of paper and did that to trick Annie. And so he actually... The thing that said Misery's, like the cover Mm -hmm. thing. And so he actually published it and became a bestseller because because of all the circumstances. Like, that dude got his, like, ankle cut off because this crazy bitch forced him to write this book. Yeah, I'm getting this book. (laughs) Yeah, and then his publisher asks him to maybe write something autobiographical. For the next one about the whole situation. Yes. And so in the book, he has a prosthesis, but he struggles with nightmares about Annie, withdrawal from the painkillers. So in the book, she was popping him with pills and stuff, putting pills in his food, and then not giving him pills to make sure he wouldn't be strong enough to do anything against her. Oh, shit. And so he was like fiending for drugs in the book. She is way worse in the book. God and, damn. And then, go read this book. Yeah. yeah. Shit. And then alcoholism and writer's block. He's, fuck a duck. After all that, he's like, I don't know what to write. <laughs> I bet. So, but yeah, uh, Paul is, it's it's bad. So he, it's not a good ending for Paul. At least he's not dead. And I love in the book, in the movie, we see Annie walking up, but it's not Annie. It's another waitress. And she's like, oh my gosh, you're Paul Sheldon. I'm your biggest fan. And then Paul's like, huh, that's, that's real sweet. He's like, I bet my number one fan. Yeah. And that was a that was a fucking Not journey. again. Takes the fork. Right? Yeah. And so that is Just misery. Start slapping himself. I know. Fuck. <laughs> lay up, lay up, lay up. 
So, Katie, who's your favorite character in Misery? Oh, man. Come on, phone. You could do it. Sorry. My phone's just like... Don't blame me. It's my phone's fault. Uh, my favorite character in this movie was the sheriff. I loved him. He was kind of hokey, sheriff but Buster. that's fine. Uh, he was just hilarious the whole fucking time. He was trying his hardest to find this person. He never gave up hope that uh, that he was still alive. He didn't really believe the, oh, well, we found the car, but we didn't find the body, so he just must be out there somewhere dead. And he's like, no, uh, he's, he probably got picked up like this could t- clearly see the like marks on the side of the car this wasn't just like he fell out of the car and died like something helped him so um i really like him and his little banter with his wife just like all that spice like i love it he's fucking hilarious emma um well he was my honorable mention because he was the comic relief and yeah. i was like yes please which one are you looking for because i'm both <laughs> um but annie Honestly, she was fucking nuts. Absolutely fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. But Annie slash Kathy Bates in this. Bitch, if you don't get awarded every year, including every posthumous year, God forbid, past when she exits this world, fuck. Yeah. I mean, she played Miss Hannigan in the Disney Channel or Disney, what was it? Disney Sunday Family Video bullshit adaptation of Annie. Yeah, which was great because it had Audra really? McDonald in it. Ooh. It was it was good. Okay. Uh, Audra McDonald was uh, Warbucks's secretary lady. Nice. She was fucking lit. It was amazing. But Kathy Bates is Miss Hannigan in that, and I was like, "Fuck, this is how she got Miss Hannigan." <laughs> but yeah, no, she was just. St- Stunningly creepy. So yeah, she was she was my favorite. Surprisingly, I never go for the bad guy. So Micah. Well, I've already said it. Um, Kathy Bates is a great fucking villain in this movie. Um, my, but I'm agreeing with Katie again. Happens a lot in this instance, but when it comes to food or <laughs> other things, or literally anything the outside the podcast, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the the sheriff and his deputy, yeah. <laughs> uh, their chemistry was fucking great. He's just a grouchy old man. He's trying to do his fucking job, but he's on his own. So he's like, "Well, fucking, it is what it is, I guess." Yeah, <laughs> time to do something. When he when he first answers the phone, when it uh. And the publisher's calling to try to find him, and he's like, "Well, uh, she's like, uh, can you connect me to the the sheriff or the uh, what was it, the sheriff or the um, the deputy or the the police or the sheriff? Oh, chief oh, of police, police or the chief sheriff. of police or the sheriff." And he's like, "Oh, which one you want?" I'm okay. also the chief of uh, police fundraising. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> <laughs> if you need a, a fishing guide, you could do worse. Yeah. <laughs> Wear mini hats. Yeah. Oh, he was hilarious. Mini hats. But, um, yeah, and his wife was fucking great. I mean, yeah. she only had a very, like, a oh, few he's just out lines, there cheating on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's so fucking wholesome. It but is. It, it, it's just like, it's one of those things where they trust each other so much that they can, they can say things like that. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, god damn it, woman. She was like the embodiment of that meme where the guy's walking holding his girl's hand. Or no, where they're laying in bed and she says he's probably thinking of other girls. And he's like, 
some random like thinking about video games. Yeah. Let's do this for. Yeah. No, it was just an. Uh, it was it was a good like tension release, I guess. You know, where it's like lighthearted and yeah. You know, like Katie said, the 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 hope thing was was kind of cool to still have hope throughout, and then he ends up finding the the, the car eventually and all that, and he ends up. Uh, being the hero until he until he's not anymore until he explodes all over the place yeah, yeah. he, got he did explode up. he got as Kathy Bates would say oogie yeah <laughs> <laughs> so in Stephen King's stories young kids and old people Stephen King always makes them super duper smart and that's all that's been his bag for forever and yeah the deputy the sheriff uh, he's amazing and in any Stephen King story, you have this one person that's figuring everything out, and they pop up at the last second, and you think they're going to do something, but Stephen King likes to make you even more depressed with the situation, and, you know, Sheriff comes in, and then Bloom, he's like, oh, I'm bad at this, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's how life works, but but no, uh, Annie, she, she won an Academy Award for a fucking reason. This movie, she did an amazing job. Yeah, it's it's the best. When you talk about misery t- to people that have seen it, they always go, ugh. Because this story's amazing and she's crazy. Yeah, Annie was the best. So, Katie, who's your least favorite character? Okay, my least favorite character is Annie. Now, do I think Kathy Bates did an excellent job at portraying absolute craziness? Yes. She deserved every award she got. She acted the shit out like it was so good. Um, but Annie, the character of Annie, is a piece of shit. Um, yeah. So she was my least favorite. Um, and really, there's only like three whole real characters that are fleshed out in this whole movie. Um, and it's James Conn who did wonderful, Annie, uh, Kathy Bates who did wonderful, and then the sheriff. Sheriff's my yeah. favorite. And I can't really be mad at Jack. Or, yeah. what's his Paul, name? Paul. Paul. I can't be mad at Paul. Like, he did what he had to do. He was doing the most. He was trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Like, his character was laying it on as sweet as he could to get her to kind of do what he needed her to do to get out of the situation that he was in. But she was just fucking nuts. Um, and that's not... She's my least favorite, but it's, like... It's, it's like because it's, it's like a hundred percent. It's like a hundred percent, ninety nine percent, like ninety eight percent. Like yeah. she's not like down low say, on the list. You say no. least lightly. You say least favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's my least liked of the three characters. She was an <laughs> asshole. She was an asshole, Emma. I wrote hobbling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit ain't right. That was a whole ass character in that film. It that was. was. You're right. <laughs> He had a moment, and I was like, yikes. Yeah, that Ooh, was just buddy. brutal. <laughs> that was not it. She put that wood down, and I was like, nope. Bitch, and what are you doing? I told Mike, I was like, this ain't going to be good. And Jackson's building Legos. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike is like, turn it down, turn it down. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. But, oh, God, hobbling is not okay. If you're out there and you are considering hobbling, there is a hotline for you called 911. Don't. <laughs> Call the cops and turn yourself in, please. Yeah. Like, prior uh, prior to your issues. Somebody. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> no sledgehammers for ankles, please. God damn. Micah. 
She wielded the fuck out of that sledgehammer. I mean, the <laughs> only the only other character in this. I'm sorry. Say character what, again. Character. <laughs> Dirks. That, Dirks. that crisp. That. <laughs> <laughs> character in this movie. <laughs> grumble, grumble. Dang old character. Uh, was the publisher. Oh, yeah. But I mean, she was a little shitty. She was pushing for the shitty book, the Lauren shitty Bacall. content. But that was mm-hmm. kind of it. So, I yeah. mean, she could qualify as a least favorite, but if I had to go my least favorite, the fucking animal had to call in to the sheriff's office to complain about some dude sitting on his bench that he put out front of his store. Yeah. Oh, wow. The, the faceless character that we don't even see. Fucking call it. He's like, well, the sheriff's like, well, I don't I've already either. told you, but I've already told you, you put a bench outside, somebody's going to sit on it. Fuck it. What? Fuck that guy. What a <laughs> nuisance. That Karen, yeah. Fuck that guy. What a nuisance. <laughs> I did not have a least favorite character in this. That's a more accurate statement. Yeah, everybody did their jobs. The sheriff, yeah. you know, he was being a really good detective, and he, he got his reward, the double barrel shotgun to the back. Um, Annie, super duper crazy. Paul, even his bad decisions at the beginning of the movie, driving in snow and stuff, he had a brilliant mind a writer and I like to think writers probably have tons of ideas and he's like okay if I was a character in a crazy ass book what would I do okay I'd try to poison her and then get a knife so he's probably making this like cool character in his head and that's why he was practicing all the knife stabs he's like well the character in my book would be great at this so yeah. get prepared to scare this bitch so I just think I think that the character in my book would be really fucking good yeah <laughs> I'm gonna scare this bitch so I everybody played their roles right, and so with a small cast, that's what you have to do. Everybody's got to be just right because when you got three people, if one person's shitty, it just all falls, it all falls apart. So it's it weird to think falls, about like yeah. it and how large the cast of it is, and all of Stephen King's other films is like this only has three humans in it. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything else he does is like. This is only three people. You've got, like, Roland and the man in black and the kid and that's it. Like, we're not seeing anybody else. And, or we're seeing just Annie and uh, Paul. Paul and the sheriff. Or <laughs> All of them are like that. Even 14 and wait, we're seeing Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Boombox Guy that I can't fucking remember his John name. Cusack. John Cusack. There you go. Boombox and his wife. Guy. She said Boombox That's it. Guy. You knew exactly who I was talking about when I said that, so don't yeah. even hate. Oh, don't hate. <laughs> Hold it over your head and play Brian Adams. Yeah. That's the wrong song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's crazy to think about how just out of, how different it is compared to his other stuff where everything, it's such a big ensemble for it, and this is just Yep. Everything else is pared down compared to that. Well, he's he's great at, you know, not every story needs 500 people. He's, the stand had even more than fucking it. And and they each got a backstory. Yes, that's why that book is like 5 billion pages. Because yeah. he's like, hey, you want to learn about this deaf mute guy that you will absolutely love? Yes, yes I do. Well, here's 100 pages about him. I'm like, oh my god. So, let's do seven word synopsis. So, I have three of them. Uh, my first one is is a line that we do here because of Gumby, and Gumby likes to <laughs> pull out a gun. So, oh my God, she's got a chainsaw! <laughs> so, like I said, I wish they did that from the book. I think it would have been a really cool image to see Kathy Bates dead 
a chainsaw in her hand. My second one is Paul preparing his stabbery pose was hilarious. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of like those action figures where you like press a button on the back and yeah. your arms kind of move. It was very similar to that because his one arm was just like chink, chink, like Got punching that the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roberto. Yeah. I was stunned that he didn't shred that. Like muslin the little cast he was in, yeah. cast on his arm. Oh, the sling, yeah. He, yeah. He kept that little sling on the whole time. Yeah. Should have choked her with it. But my third one is... <laughs> right, book, you want a hug? Right. Die, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Book Annie Wilkes was seriously way worse. Oh, God. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you. She is super bad in the book. Um, but yeah, no, if they, <laughs> if they did a one-for-one version... She probably still would have won awards. They'd been like, you are crazy in this movie. And she's like, thank you. So, Katie. Kathy Bates acted the fuck out of this. Poor Sheriff didn't do shit to you. <laughs> <laughs> Killing babies? Absolutely the fuck not, bitch. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> bad words are the devil, Paul Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> Get that sheriff out of here before he casts a spell on us. He's about to say, God darn it. <laughs> they ever have have catch that poor, that damn gorilla that escaped from the zoo and done hit you in the eye, Bobby? No, no. The search continues. Cock a duty. She writes a letter to the publicist. It's like, Dear publicist, I am now living in. <laughs> I got a love for for voodoo women named Phyllis. <laughs> okay, I have a love of big mountain living and a and a cockadoody nurse named Annie. <laughs> Ciao, Paul. Ciao, Paulo. 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 Okay, Micah. Sorry. I interpret that as fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> so, story, story behind this, I told Micah, I was like, dude, he just typed fuck a bunch of times. You should just make that your your seven words. And he goes, well, did she type it seven times? My ass rewind, rewound it, counted it, and I said, she sure fucking did. Rewound. I know, rewound. It's like Tourette's guy when he says fuck. He's like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> oh, she's crazy because she's from Bakersfield. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> she did say she was from Bakersfield. She is from fucking Bakersfield. That line came so fast, I was like, I need to write fever. something. I need to write something about that. Yeah, she's from Bakersfield. <laughs> Love stabbing people there, apparently. <laughs> yeah. She didn't move far enough away. Like, she was in... Bakersfield, got married, killed her husband, uh, then got a job at a hospital, was killing babies, and then moved like two hours away into the Sierra Nevada and just continued living her life. Like, no. What the fuck? Well, it's back in the day, so. I assume this is, I guess, the 80s, maybe, the book? I don't know what the timeline Question mark. She wasn't far enough away. Not by today's standards, anyways. Oh, hell no. No, she would not have been able to survive. Flee the fucking country. Uh uh. All right, Emma. Okay. Holy bruises, Batman. That is so oogie. 
Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> I'm in the business of misery, bitch. <laughs> Ooh, followed by profanity has no nobility. Fuck shit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and one glass of champagne. Don Perignon. Don Perignon. That was Sam so That's how I used to pronounce it when I was a kid, because it that type of champagne used to pop up in movies a lot. Oh, like they used to show the the label a lot. Yeah. And I had no idea what the fuck it was talking about. I was like, Champagne Dom Perignon. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you're like Gazuta. My guy. Oh, please let me say it. The first time she read one of the uh, three Musketeers. Oh, please stop! Name. No, please let me say it was the first time you'd never read it or seen it before. I had never read it. Yeah, and ever. She I saw, had only heard she the saw story. D'Artagnan's name spelled yeah. out for the first time in the D.R. Tagnon. What the hell is that? <laughs> that's like me when I saw Hermione's name. Oh, uh, that's everybody ow. when they saw Hermione's. <laughs> we we took a class. We took a health class together when we were in oh school. And the first time I had ever read the words aspartame and legumes. Oh, yeah. He I, said, wait, what is he a, said, aspartame? He <laughs> said, what's a legume? <laughs> legume. There's a reason we're in podcasting, folks. And not in reading. Not in publishing. There's a no, reason. No, we're smart, but... We're like the wine. We are it's not wine. smart zombies. No moss. <laughs> Me am smart. Me am smart. Oh, I am so smart. Okay, my last one, my um, alliterative, I almost lost the word. Writer Rex, Wretch rescues Writer, Reams Writer. Yikes. Cool. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, this film came out November 30th. November 30th, 1990. So, what do you guys think the budget for Misery was, Katie? $15 dues. $15 dues. Emma? I said $10 dues. $10 I was also dues. five months old when this came out. Five months old. <laughs> <laughs> See, he'll write anything you say or as you say the number. Uh, Micah? Uh, seven million. Seven dollar reviews. Ew, what the hell's a million? Yeah, I was like, the Yikes. hell's a million? Microfiche. <laughs> Forgot myself there for a minute. So the Millione. budget... Millione. Right. <laughs> the, <laughs> the budget was twenty dollar reviews. God damn. Yeah. All right. Fuck. It's millennials here. It costs a lot of money what? to crash a Mustang off the side Otis, of a fucking mountain. What, what was Stephen King's first movie? Ooh, you got me in a good spot. Okay, feet, okay, they had the books up front. Cujo, it said 1983, but I think that's when it actually came out. Actually, no. Yeah. So Carrie was number the first one, 76, then The Shining in 80, then Creepshow in 82. Oh, Creepshow's good. Firestarter was 84. I am a Firestarter. And Stand By Me in 86. So, yeah, since, oh, damn, I mean, since so 76, good. he's been cracking damn. out movies, and Carrie was a solid one. And he has so many solid ones by this point. It's like, yeah. oh, well, we'll give him all the fucking money they want. They're he has a lot of fantastic ones. I hope they go back. I mean, I think they already are, but I hope they go back and do some of the 
not good ones and fix them and make yes. them good. So like, that that's the cool thing with a lot of these newer directors. They're like, I grew up on these books. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a good one. I'm going to do like a faithful adaptation. Just like with it. They're yeah. like, I'm, I'm doing really it. Abs- I'm, I'm really nervous, though, because they did The Stand, the new series, but I have literally heard nothing about it because and, everything that goes on CBS, unless it's Star Trek, which apparently bombed harder than that's anything. weird. Um, everything else came out on that service and then just disappeared. Nobody fucking no. said a word about it. It's because the CBS app sucked and nobody wanted to pay for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So it got sucked up by... So they don't even know if it's good or not. What, what the fuck? Yeah. Paramount? It's got sucked into Paramount Plus. I think so. So now it's all on Paramount Plus. Yeah. So I don't um, think CBS, CBS All Access, access yeah. counts anymore. So I think it's gone. I know Ron It's Howard, either CBS or NBC that yeah. or, uh, Paramount or NBC that it got... I think it's Paramount. Whatever whatever it is. So I know Ron Howard wants to do uh, one of his stories, A Talisman. If you haven't read that, it's actually absolutely in my top three. I know the cover because my mom literally had almost every Stephen King book. Like, I am not a crier. Katie knows this. I'm a robot. Talisman, that gets me kind of close to crying because there's a character. Wolf is the best character ever. If you know who Wolf is, what up? So... Um, that's a damn good story. But there's tons of things out there. I know Ron Howard wants to do Talisman. He wanted to do Dark Tower back in the day. So we'll see if... Really wish they could have let him do it. Because yeah. I know that he was like the second or third director that they had picked up. And then they just couldn't make it yeah. work. And it, I feel they, they should make a show. A little mini-series about Roland and his journeys. I think it'd be better than a movie. Because a movie... I don't fucking care. I want you gotta, to see something. You gotta mush everything together. So, what do you guys think the box office was? Katie. I said fifty-five dollar dues. Fifty-five, Emma. Seventy-five dollar dues. Seventy-five. Well, this makes my choice easy. Mike. One hundred dollar dues. <laughs> One hundred. Not a bad mindset, Micah. God damn it! I hate when you start like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little too high, actually. Emma and Katie were dancing around the right number. The box office was sixty-one dollar dues. Ooh. So it did so a good close. job, but you know, I don't know how in the nineties psychological horror like it made its money I'm not saying that but I don't know I'm curious how people got awards, so. yeah I'm curious how people felt when it was coming out because it should have made more money it should have had a hundred million honestly mm-hmm. but it's fine they, it, they made their money and Stephen King's stories until it I think they all had earnest showings I think Green Mile did really really good but I can't think of well with that cast. I Yo, mean, that. <laughs> Green Mile did really well. Movie with Tom it Hanks did really yeah. well. No, um, I'm, I'm saying I thought it was the first one that did stupid good, but then I was like, I think Green Mile actually did a really oh, good yeah. job back in the day. Um, I think Carrie was actually successful, but you know his films don't do did stupid he do... crazy. He did he write Shawshank? Yes, that did stupid good. Yeah. I also have not seen that. He Ooh, has a really good, good chunk of films that aren't scary at all. It's just a good story. He's really solid at it. So, um, But no, this this movie did great. It, if you haven't seen it, seriously, give this a shot. It's fun as fuck, man. So, I feel like I need to just binge all Stephen King-related shit. Because, like I said, stunningly, I love it. They're fun. There are some poop ones. I will tell you that. There's yeah. some poop ones here. But there's some really solid ones out there. And I know, I forgot what channel it's on, but Lizzie's story, it's moderately connected. It's on Apple TV, so I'll just steal that at some point. But uh, it's connected in a couple of ways to Dark Tower. It's people that can jump into other dimensions. 
Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a toe dash situation, if you know that word from Dark Tower. <laughs> so um, does anybody have anything else to say about Misery? This is a must-watch Stephen mm-hmm. King film. I would definitely like, say this is a classic. Yeah, this is a fantastic fucking film. It is. Yeah. It's so good. Like, just watch this woman just go from, like, nice, unassuming, like, nurse type to just straight out batshit crazy. It's wild. And on a scale of one to Z, this is a true banger. Yep. yep. So, it's funny. We watched this um, collection of horror movie directors and writers talk about their favorite scary movies. And there was a whole episode about just psychological things. And, and all these people brought up Misery. And they are like, Misery's fucking great. And I was like, that's so cool. All these higher-up writers and stuff. It, fucking Eli Roth is like, yeah, Misery's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's fucking cool. I thought that was the coolest thing. And for the longest, I've told Katie, like, I gotta find a way to get you to, you know, watch Misery and actually think about it. So it's that's solid. why he started this podcast. Right. <laughs> well, I've always been trying to get Katie to watch stuff, so it was a good gateway drug just to do a podcast. And now she's all hardened and stuff, so stuff don't scare as much now, which is great. Sure, <laughs> <Short>, crazier <laughs> things. Because <laughs> there's wild ones, and I'm like, no, no, not that one. Um, real quick, that movie, uh, I did a review. It was a movie called Terrifier. You should Google the picture of Terrifier. It's, it's bad. But it's about this clown. That just kills people, and he for real ch- chopped this lady in half, and they did not pan away. You know how they, you know, when someone's getting killed, they don't pan away. He just cuts through this person. I was like, this is a smart film when I was watching it, and I was like, I'm not sure. How did you, How the fuck did you get your hands on that budget of thirty five thousand yeah. dollars? God, okay, that's got it. I mean, it's obviously good. I just ruined the budget, but yeah. It's we, a we good got, one. We gotta do that one. But they're actually, part two is coming out soon. And oh, I was like, oh, Lord. sweet Jesus. And they were like, it's gonna be worse than the first one. I was like, oh, shit, the first one's terrible. So, Hatchet. Hatchet. Yeah. Hatchet. I didn't know the hatchet. Yeah, Terrifier 2. I'm so pumped for Terrifier 2. It, it's, it's gonna be Oh, wild. and we got, we got a Jamie Foxx vampire movie coming yes, out. Yes, that's gonna be in October. We got a Winnie the fucking Pooh horror that's gonna movie be in coming October out. Too. Oh my god, I'm this so is fun. a great fucking year for random ass horror And then Halloween, shit. the trailer, oh, uh, uh, Halloween, uh, I need to go I watch the trailer. Pumped. I saw the tweet, but I didn't, I yeah. didn't watch the trailer. I'm yet. pumped, man. Same. I'm pumped. It's gonna be, this October's gonna be fun. But anyway, with that, that is the end of the show. So if you have any other cool fun facts about Stephen King stories or any Wilkes or anything like that, you can tweet us out. Allentown Pod. You have an email, it is. Allentownpresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook app. Allentown Presents. So the music you listen to right now, that is flipping the combined effort, flipping the CE anywhere you can listen to them. I know they're doing some concerts and things like that, and I really need to talk to y'all about some music. A studio pizza, thank you so much for the artwork. Search for them. They're, they're really great. And they draw stuff really fast. I wish I could do that. All I could do is talk about scary movies. So this we have two more choices in Stephen King month, and I know we're going with an older one, and I think we're gonna crack out a new one for the last choice. So I'm very pumped about Stephen King. I I, I love these books, and so it's cool to have adaptations and I can talk about differences and stuff like that. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another Stephen King story. Okay, bye guys. Oh my god, is this the spooky movie squad? 
I am your number one fan. Cock-a-doody.